it's imaginative. It transports you somewhere where you want to go. It allows you freedom to dream, to see things differently. And it's not that much about technicality. It's more about the emotion that it will bring. This photography podcast is brought to you by Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. Here is your today's host, W. Scott Olsen, with another fascinating conversation. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast from Frames Magazine. My name is Scott Olson, and today we are going into the world of the moody and the dark, the mysterious, and the absolute dream capacity of photography and images. We are talking with Olga Karlovas, one of the most intriguing photographers that we have in the Frames community. Her work has been everywhere. She's had solo and combined exhibitions in London, in New York, in Amsterdam, in Paris. She's been in Black and White Photography magazine. Most importantly, she has been in the inaugural issue of Frames magazine. I don't know if anybody can get a higher honor <laughs> than that one. <laughs> Olga, how are you doing today? How's life over in Zagreb? Well, it, I'm doing really fine, really well today. Weather has been nice. Zagreb uh, has been uh, generally well as well, though I have been quarantined for like last 20 days, so it's a little bit of stress. But today I'm all good and set up for this conversation. Wonderful. I mean, yeah, you, you and I have been talking a little bit via email. You have been quarantined. That's got to be rough, not only for the fact of being quarantined, but for somebody who's you know into photography. Well, tell me about the quarantine. Has it been a creative time? Has it been downtime? What's it like? Oh, it's been terrible. <laughs> I even I was not in Zagreb. I was uh, away and got stuck with someone having the virus. And uh, it's it's uh, you know it's very difficult to predict uh, until it happens. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, I spent two weeks uh, without going anywhere, just in a small apartment, walking on a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I couldn't shoot. I couldn't, I, you know, I read a little bit, but it, it, it was quite a downtime. And, you know, you wait whether you're going to develop symptoms or not. You just have to be patient. And uh, for me, the, the, the hardest thing was not being sure, you know, whether you are positive or not. And the second thing mm -hmm. that is difficult is psychologically, you become dependent on people. They have to carry some things to you and uh, you are you are just stuck and simply you have to wait and see. So, But everything went well and I'm back to Zagreb and uh, looking forward to, you know, going in the future. Well, very cool. I mean, I, the downtime can either be a really creative time for some people or it's like recharging the battery. Now you're ready for an explosion to get get out there and start shooting again. Olga, you have a really, really distinctive and, and, and wonderful style. And I should tell everybody who's listening, of course, there's, there's a website and it's O-L-G-A hyphen K-A-R-L-O-V-A-C hyphen photography.com. And 
when you get there, if you look at the work and you think it, it looks vaguely familiar, if you are a subscriber to Frames Magazine, then you know that there's been a review of her most recent book, Escape, that's on the website there. The work is... I want to say it's dark, but I don't mean to think to say that it's depressing. It is really evocative. It is really moody. As a matter of fact, when, when I got the chance to review this book, I fell in love with it. As, as I said in the review, I said, these images are dark, blurry, out of focus, and that's the point. These are impressionistic images, and every single one of them is an invitation to linger and dream. Olga, this is not a concept. This is not a style that just occurs to somebody out of the blue. How did you come by this way of imagining your work? Well, to, to be honest, it just came to me. I didn't uh, practice it. I didn't try to make my shots look like that. It simply came to me naturally when uh, I was shooting and, you know, going out as mostly I shoot very intuitive and in motion uh, using slower shutter. It's the way it comes and the images simply turn out to be that way. I mean, I shoot a lot also from behind, rainy, blurry windows, etc. So it gives another dimension to the images, but that, that's mostly how it happens. It's not something that I tried or I planned to happen. It's the way I, I, I see, see the world in a way. Okay. When you were first beginning, were you doing more traditional street photography, more photorealistic stuff? For a very short period of time, I was shooting maybe more regular, uh -huh. doing some shots that were not blurry, not, not the way they look now. But very, very quickly, I developed this style. And uh, uh, now, you know, I, I without uh, really thinking about it, one day I simply started shooting uh, more and more in this way. Since I started, I felt this is something where that it really came naturally and uh, that it is really something that is the, the, the picture that I, I really see and how I connect to everything around me. So I think it, it suits me. The energy and the mood and everything is, is the way I express. Wonderful. It, it, that, that leads me. There's two questions I, I want to ask off that. And, and, and the first is, you know, what about the energy and the mood strikes you? I mean, if you were to, to describe your work to somebody who's never seen it, how would you describe that mood? How would you describe that energy? Uh, well, it's a good question. Yeah, I've never <laughs> had that question. I would say it's imaginative. It transports you somewhere where you want to go. It allows you freedom to dream, to see things differently. And it's not that much about technicality. It's more about the emotion that it will bring and give you. Mm -hmm. is, is the emotion, I mean, you, you say it's imaginative. You say it allows you to transport you. And that would apply to Disney characters as, as well as your work. You, your work's got a real mysterious element to it. Basically, you, you sort of fall into your pictures. What, what about that is, is honest to the way you see the world? It's honest. My photography is as honest as it can be. And it truly represents how I see the world and what mm -hmm. I want to, to share with the world. So, I mean, I, I do it for myself and I do it because in many ways it, uh, it helps me. And that's kind of how and why I really started shooting anyway. 
question, but uh, to come back to your question, you know, it is, I think it's, it's, it's very honest. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's honest and it is evocative. I mean, cause it, it really does, I think, ask us looking at your images to do some emotional exploration. That's not usual for a lot of photography. When you're out working, when, when you're out shooting, how much of this do you see before you press the shutter release? I mean, do, do, do you do you see at least an approximation or, or do you see almost what this image is going to become? Or is post-production sort of the act of discovery? Well, mostly, you know, I know when I make a great shot and it's, it's uh, usually I drive around or I, I walk and uh, something really grabs my attention. And I just shoot, I don't know, once or twice. And usually I do know if it's going to be a good shot later in, in, in post-production. Sometimes I do discover some shots that I thought, you know, maybe would not turn out as good as I thought. But in post-production, I, I crop them. I give some contrast or, you know, do some things like that. But I, I, I always wanted and I still want, you know, my, my shots to remain the way they are, so I don't delete anything or I, I, mm-hmm. I don't change them and all the effects are within the camera and the movement or the, the blurriness from behind the glass or something as they capture a moment and I want them to stay the way they have been captured. Very cool. On your website, and, and, and we're, we're going to go back to some early work here in, in, in a minute, there, there's one other idea that I found really compelling on your website. And this is, I, I think Mike uh, Von Joel wrote, wrote this piece. He says, Zagreb and Dubrovnik are the, are the stages for her dramatic and enchanting images. And then he goes on to say, you know, your, your compositions reflect a dream world through rain, shadows, glass, moisture. Do you look at Zagreb as a stage, as, as a kind of theater, which, which you are illuminating? Well, it's it's a good question. I do look, I mean, both Zagreb and Dubrovnik, two two, two cities where I shoot the most. I I do see them as that, but, uh, and I do need to to feel very familiar and to feel the energy of the place in order Mm -hmm. to start shooting more. So I think, yeah, in in some way I would, I would, I would, uh, I would say yes. I'm fascinated that you say you need to be familiar with the place before you can start shooting, because these images really are more about the way you see than photorealism of the place. So given that you've got this impressionistic style, why is familiarity with the place important? It's to grab uh, an energy, a feel for the place, a moodiness of the place, to be part of the place, a feeling that uh, I, I need in order to, to shoot more. I, I don't know why is why is that, but it simply it is, and I, I I think it's because it gives me better feel uh, for the for 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 the place that then transla- translates uh, into into my photography. That's that's wonderful, and I've interviewed a number of photographers now, and it's really important, I think, to hear over and over again how many people say you need to have some level of knowledge, some level of intimacy with the place you're shooting to get beyond just the, just the facade, just beyond the, the the pretty lights or whatever. I want to get to some of the images in in just a second, but 
Tell me about the seven-year-old Olga holding her first camera. Why photography? Why not politics or business? Or, or What about this grabbed you? Well, when I was a child, I, I, I did uh, shoot for fun. And, but uh, I'm a self-taught uh, photographer and my serious development as a photographer started very late in my, maybe, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. So in my, my basically late thirties and by profession, I'm an economist. <laughs> so, uh, oh, okay. but why photography? I, I would not know. It simply happened as a way of, um, help to cope with life. You know, it's therapeutic for me. It helps me. It helps me to connect. It helps me to release an energy, to, to create and to express. And, you know, when I started this journey, I had absolutely no idea <laughs> that uh, I even had any talent. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did it as a way of help, to help myself simply. Is, is there an image in your history that you can sort of point at and say, yeah, th- this is the one that told me I should keep going? No, no. Actually, you know, it was not the images that were critical in my opinion to continue or not. I, I, it, it was the feeling that I got from shooting and from making shots that really kept me going because I felt better. It gave me direction. It gave me something that is difficult to describe, but it simply helped me. And that mm-hmm. was the, the most important reason that constantly was uh, driving me one step forward and another step forward. Let's take just a quick break. We hope very much that you are enjoying today's episode. The very fact that you are listening to this podcast suggests that photography means a lot to you. And if that's the case, you might want to have a look at Frames, quarterly printed photography magazine. We truly believe that excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit readframes.com to find out more about our publication. And now, back to today's conversation. Let's talk about a couple of the images, if if we could. And again, when I got a chance to do the review, folks, one of the things I I decided that we we need to come up with a scale that I I called simply time and lap. How how long do you hold a photo book uh, in your lap looking at a single image? And and I made the, the brief point that the longer you hold a photo book open in your lap to just one image, the better the book is. And I spent hours with this book uh, in my lap simply because I loved falling into every picture. There is a picture, and I don't know if it has a title, but it's somebody walking down uh, either an alley or a a fairly narrow street. Uh, There's a lot of vertical lines in it. It looks as if the figure has an umbrella. There is, towards the top of the picture, on the far side of a wall, you know, a roof line. Uh, do you know which picture I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I know which one it is. And uh, it's a shot that uh, I took in Dubrovnik, and not in Zagreb. And okay. it was rainy day. It was a day with not that many people around. And uh, actually, I, I, I did this, this shot has been done even before I started to shoot for escape, 
the book that has this image. Mm-hmm. And it has been done when I was shooting for my previous book, but it never, I never felt it belonged there. Because it was, it had this kind of mood that uh, that was a bit different than than some others. I, I put it aside, even though it's a fantastic image. It didn't belong to a certain series of shots. And uh, with the escape, when when the the, the last part of the trilogy, uh, you know, when when I started doing that, it just it was perfect for for it. And uh, it's a basic shot. I mean, I was uh, on the street walking. And the guy was in front of me with an umbrella and I made, I don't know, maybe two shots or three shots and slower shutter, a bit of uh, camera movement. And that's what I got. Mm-hmm. You know, but before I give away you know, my reaction to the, to the image, what is it you, you want to express with this image? What, what kind of mood, what, what kind of feeling are you hoping I'm going to see here? Well, I I want uh, to leave you the freedom for you to to have your own feelings when you see it. But uh, my feeling and something that I I would uh, kind of suggest or something that I would express with it would be, it's difficult to find an English word, but it has a little bit with, with, with loneliness, but also a little bit with emotion, with things change, with the change, and also with, you know, this... The scenery that is the way it is, it puts a, a perspective of a person and the walls, which is uh, quite distinctive. Mm-hmm. I think the first impression is easily one, one of loneliness and, and isolation with these tall walls. But, you know, you know, like, like so many things, the longer you spend with it, it changes its flavor a little bit. I'm not entirely sure that this, this is a lonely image when it's all said and done. For, for my reading, it's an image of this, this person's on their way somewhere. And, and, and the world may be a little cold, a little damp, a little rainy, whatever. But the, the motion implies, for me at least, you know, a, a kind of reception that that's going to be warmer than dread and fear and all those. Yes, I, I mean, I, I don't think, uh, uh, I would say, I would agree. It's not about fear and uh, the motion adds to the feeling of, of even change and, you, as you say, uh, moving on your own way, uh, which I would, I would agree that uh, it can really spark some ideas in that direction of how, how it really affects. And... Uh, also, you, you see the door, many doors yes. on the right side, yes. which are black. And uh, so there are options, there are paths. Uh, there is also the silhouette, the way it is shaped. It's uh, clearly, in my opinion, uh, with a, it has determination and movement, I would say. Oh, uh, yes. I, I think you, uh, you and I are looking at the same picture. Wonderful. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to move forward a couple of images, and we're going to come back to some others, too. But one, one of my favorites, and basically just you know because I've been there in some way, is the group of people all with umbrellas standing on, on a little uh, intersection raised area. Do you know which one I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. I know. There's a couple of things about this picture that are intriguing. So I'm hoping you can tell me the story of taking it. So what, walk me through the creation of this one. Well, it, uh, it's called Escape, as it's the title of, of my last book. Uh, mm-hmm. It has been done in very near to my flat in Zagreb, in a tram, 
while I was driving, you know, in a tram from the window on the back. And it, it has been a very hectic, kind of disturbing day with, with so many people running around. And uh, I saw a lot of people running and crossing the tram lines and uh, simply I, I took a few shots. And uh, I knew when I made those shots, I knew that, that one of them will be, will, be, will, be, will be a really good one. I had, I had a feeling. It, it represents the atmosphere of, of, of that day very well. It, it's a remarkable photograph, and I'm glad you told me that you were on a tram because I've been looking at this picture, and I think one of its many successes is the fact that you are, you know, three to four, five feet above everybody else. The, the the perspective looking at that group of people, and I was thinking, how in the world? I mean, you didn't put a ladder down in the middle of an intersection and crawl. I was wondering how you got that point of view. This image, to me, and and, and you know, maybe we're looking at the same photograph, and maybe we're not. No, the energy here is vibrant, even though it's black and white, it's blurry. It's, you know, it's got these, I mean, I've been in that intersection in the rain with everybody else leaping over puddles and it is so miserable that you start to have fun. And, and it, suddenly you've got this community thing going on because everybody else is just as soaked and as miserable as you are. So you start smiling at each other. Is that the mood you want me to see here or is this supposed to be something else? I, I'm glad you, you, you see what you just told me. And uh, I, I always really enjoy when, when you know, having these conversations uh, where, where I hear so many different interpretations of, of my, my shots, but uh, they all have something in common. And uh, that's the energy, the motion, the movement. Uh, that's something that 99% of people agree and see in, in the same way. With me, you know, for me, it is the, the 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 energy of crazy hectic day, definitely. Definitely. Also, they are silhouettes. They are not people. You know, you don't see their faces. It's a crowd of people running around. You you don't really see or feel they're connected. They're communicating. They're just in their own world running around, and everything is a bit off. That's that's something that I I would I would relate to. One of the interesting things, and just technically in this image, uh, for those of you that, that are just imagining a bunch of people on a street corner, again, black and white, but the umbrellas are all white. And so you, you, you have these, these shadowy figures underneath light gray umbrellas. It's a really interesting juxtaposition and, and makes for, a, to my way of, of viewing, a bright image. Olga, you mentioned earlier that you've got more than one book out there. You've actually got a trilogy, Before Winter, The Disarray, and Escape. Walk me through the three, and, and why do you conceive of them as a trilogy versus just three separate books? Okay, well, it's, I mean, it's a long and short story at the same time. I mean, when I, when I started shooting for Before Winter, it's the first book in the trilogy. I didn't have an idea of making it a trilogy. But along the way, as uh, my books uh, represent in an abstract and imaginative way, simply my life and things that uh, I, I, 
come across and uh, the way I feel and, and the way things happen. And the way I progressed with my shooting, when after I finished before winter, I decided to continue with, with the disarray. And then somewhere when I started the disarray, it was just something that I felt uh, I need to do and uh, that would uh, complete a certain journey and a certain a part of of time of five, four or five years that uh, I have been working on this and uh, escape ma- made that journey complete. Also, some shots that have been done during I was shooting for the Disarray are in escape book and so on and so on. So it's a package. It's a package that represents uh, a certain part of my life. But I mean, it's not autobiography. It's simply a written statement in a journal in an artistic way. Mm-hmm. I, I, you, you have said in a couple places that you consider these to be journals. When you are working, are, are you working for the book? I mean, are, are you looking for a consistent theme or are you just selecting from your shots the themes that are consistent? Usually I, I do shoot for a certain project. And it does reflect the mood. It does reflect how my shots turn out mostly, not all of them, but most of them. And uh, when I look back, uh, it really does become a certain chapter. And uh, so I would say I do shoot for a book, although I I can't say that all the shots that I make or that, uh, you know, uh, it's not 100%. But when I work on a project, usually then I I, I shoot, shoot for that project. One more image that I want to talk about, and then uh, I want to switch over to your teaching a little bit and, and, and your uh, advice about publishing. But this is, again, back in, in Escape, and this is the image of just a face centered on, on the image. The As you're looking at it, right side of, of her face uh, is a little bit wispy and, and ghost-like. Do you know which image I'm talking yeah, about? I know. Yep. Tell me the story of taking this image and tell me the story of what you hope this image evokes. Uh, it's a self-portrait, of course. Uh-huh. I mean, it's yep. a shot in the mirror. I, I, I shot myself in the mirror. And usually when, when I do self-portraits, uh, I make them and I can't say what they really represent or show because it's all me, you know. <laughs> it's, uh-huh. <laughs> it's me. So I, I leave to others to have their own opinion and impressions. But uh, I, I would say all of them uh, are a, a moment, a bliss, something that you capture looking at yourself in in a mirror and even you don't know how it's going to you know turn out in a way and uh, you 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 discover and and you surprise yourself sometimes i just make them and leave interpretation I mean, it's me, you know, it's me. It would be maybe to try to make interpretation would be a lot of psychology or (laughs) (laughs) even something more. So maybe it's better to leave them just the way they are. (laughs) Okay. Are are, are you often surprised by the results of your your own image taking? Uh, Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes I am. And sometimes it scares me a bit when I see myself. (laughs) Not in a bad way, not in a negative way. 
this will be a transition now to talking about your publishing advice. But one of the things I really admired about Escape, other than the images, is you have an awful lot of quotes in there. You, you've got J.K. Rowling, you've got Rilke, uh, but you've got some of your own writing in there, too. And there, there's one little poem that begins with In the Blink of an Eye. Do, do you have that one up? Do you know which one I'm talking uh, about? Yeah, it's the beginning of the book. Would it be unfair for me to ask you to read that? I'd love to hear it in your voice. I can read it. <laughs> yeah, let's, I'd love to hear it in your voice. Okay, I have to put my glasses. Excuses, excuses. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. In the blink of an eye, in the moment between day and night, somewhere at the edge of darkest, darkness and light, uh, walking down an empty road below the mountain of memories, while strong winds from the north carve your marks all over my skin, I feel your breath and I imagine. Oh, lovely work. One of the nice things is, is that looking at your images, that line, you know, I feel your breath and I imagine, that's what it's like to look at your images, is you sort of feel that breathing coming out of the book and saying, you know, dear viewer, dear Scott, whatever, let, let's go imagine. You have uh, a bit of teaching out there as well, or at least some advice on self-publishing. And without giving away the whole course here, tell me what you've learned about self-publishing and tell me why, why you're helping other people do it. Well, I, I've learned so much. It's been now, I don't know, four or five years of, of doing it even more. I, I want uh, to give advice because I believe it's a great thing for people to do it on their own. I think uh, making photo books is much more than putting just few photos in, in succession. And it's, it's, a, it's a very personal piece of art that you create. And I think it's something that can really help people express themselves. And uh, it's a lovely thing to do. And uh, I, I th I've learned a lot, you know, throughout these years. And so I, I, I can give some advice, <laughs> I think. Mm -hmm. D do you think people self-publish a bit too early sometimes, that they're, they're not quite ready to put together, a, you know, a book versus a collection? Um, well, I, I think it's never too early because if you feel ready, you should do it. And, you know, over time you can improve. You, you, you will definitely learn. You know, once you, you start, you start the journey and the process of uh, doing all of that. And uh, as I, I said previously, it's so much more than shooting. It's so much more than writing. It's so much more than you know, just uh, producing. It's the whole package that, you know, when you are done, in a way you hold a piece of yourself. I think that's the direction that I would love more and more people would, would, would go, you know, if I can help, great. G given the evidence of your work so far, I think you've got a wonderful position to help people from. Olga, I am a fan of your photography. I think every single image is, is just an invitation to linger and imagine some very cool stories. Thank you very much. This has been a lovely conversation. Thank you. It's been great talking to you. And uh, thank you for writing such a lovely review of the book. <laughs> <laughs> it was my pleasure. Frames. Because excellent photography belongs on paper. Visit us at www.readframes.com.